a play on the same theme, but you know, just a little different. Just mixing it up. Because, well, like we said last time, uh, this is we're a, a officially a year old now Woo-hoo. as a podcast, and we're still going, going strong. Which is which Whoa. is ever increasingly, ever increasingly frustrating. <laughs> if that's the right. It's growing increasingly frustrating because I've been looking for podcasts on um, on thing on basically resources that I can offer some of our our uh, our worship team members like for like free voice lesson podcast kind of a thing oh. like a, like a daily vocal warm up I've been looking for that or I've been doing a lot of research on songwriting looking for some good songwriting podcasts. Yeah. But you're not you're not finding. I found them? a couple, but they stopped producing them like two years ago, and the, but they're still on iTunes, you know. So the latest <laughs> the latest episode is two years old, and it's right. getting like. Ugh! But we're still on the air. We're on. We're still putting out new stuff. Wow. We're still talking about we're, worship ministry. That's right. We're we're coming. We're coming at to you. Today. We're going to record our one hundredth one hundredth episode one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. But. Uh, Anyway, this is the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. That's right. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders, worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the local church. My name's David. And I'm Kevin, and uh, we want to thank you for listening to us, all our loyal listeners, for so, uh, supporting and sticking it out. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can uh, you can expect some new theme music. That's cool. Sometime soon. It, so, so you're gonna take what we already have and just rearrange it, or mm-hmm. whatever happened to like a long time ago? You you would. Uh, I'm working on that too, but you, don't 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 oh, spill the beans. Okay. All right. Whoops. <laughs> you you, ha- you heard nothing. <laughs> you heard nothing. It'll all be a part of that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. See, I'm glad you know what you're doing. You know, basically, I just show up and I just show up in David's office and and uh, and and we hit record. David's the one that does all the work, so well, you can thank him. I'm trying him. to think of it like a se- you know seasons because this this is officially our second season. Oh, season two. Yeah, we're starting now, and uh, and so I'm trying to you know like TV shows. A lot of them when they have it like back in the days of Cosby. You know, every year it was the same. It was the same melody, same basic idea, but but it was a complete different arrangement every year for the, every new season, right. right? And new new shots, new intros, right. yeah. So you know, that, I, that I, idea, I think I, I've I've mentioned a number of times on this uh, on this show that I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and um, you know they they essentially have had the same theme song and like the same intro for you know like 20 seasons mm-hmm. well the first season was a little different and after season one they changed it but from season two to season 20 uh it pretty much has been the same thing except this last season halfway through they changed the uh the intro so now it's totally new really it, it's still the same theme music by danny elfman you know it's mm-hmm. you know still the the same yeah yeah that's still there but but all the opening shots uh basically it was to celebrate the fact that simpsons is now going hd um they they actually record uh or they actually do their episodes now in an hd format so they do it widescreen they use a whole different color palette with shadows and wow. so it looks like if you watch the simpsons movie 
Uh, and, you know, it was very rich, very nice, deep colors, lots of shading, lots of shadowing. That's what all the Simpsons episodes look like now. Hmm. I have to check that out now. Yeah. W- w- and so it's really cool. For a Simpsons fan like me, yeah, that's it, uh, true. It, it's pretty it's pretty enjoyable. I like that stuff. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, so... So season two, season two. Here we are. We are, we are, are going strong. And then what? What episode is this? This is episode thirty-seven. Okay, all right. Well, Which, you know, for most TV shows, they record what twenty-five episodes in a year. Yeah, twenty, twenty-two, 36. twenty-four, somewhere around there. That's pretty good. I think it's good. Of course, you know they put a whole lot more on the production end of. Yeah, <laughs> of and and they have studios that are financing multi-million-dollar contracts, yeah. and that's what we need. Is we need somebody to underwrite us. Exactly. So if you are interested in in joining and partnering in this great endeavor, uh, write to us at david at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Um, um, we did have somebody. I am going to uh, I'm going to review some more of his music. That's my phone. You Sorry. need to get it? No, nope, I'm okay. good. Um, it's just my wife. Just your wife. Yes. <laughs> She can wait. We need to pimp our wives a little bit more on this podcast in season uh, two. I know. We need to talk about them. In a good way. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> that came out wrong. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah. So, I don't remember what I was getting ready to say now. Oh, you were reviewing or? Uh, oh, yeah. There's uh, a guy sent me an email. He's got a podcast where he's writing um, a worship song a week. Wow. And uh, just wanted to run it by us and see if we might be interested in, in throwing some of his worship music on there. And so I'm gonna gonna go through some of it. See, if, cool. See if there's one we might want to throw on here. Kind of do uh, a do a little feature. Yeah, do a little feature of him and and you know I'm always interested in finding good worship music that's not over Nashville. Exactly. And, um, and so, so yeah, be looking at that. And so that might be coming up in a future podcast. So the network is expanding as one of the other, other podcasts I listen to. The table is getting bigger. <laughs> we have a big table. Um, it's a big, big house. So do you remember yeah, that song, Audio Adrenaline? Man. Yeah, that, that was song big w- at the, for it, the Laura Wood Youth Group for a long time. It was all the rage. Yeah. Man. I never. I think I did it a couple times at Laurelwood, but I never did it outside of that church. Come and go with me to my father's house. Yeah, it, it was. It was huge in our youth group, also. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like a worship song. No, no. It was just fun to sing. I it, think. Yeah, it was. I think it's because you got to say football. <laughs> I think that's the reason everyone liked it. Where we can play football. Yeah. Um. Speaking of, of Laurelwood and and youth group and uh, churches, and and our <laughs> wives, um, so I saw your wife at my church you on did. Sunday, which was really weird and really exciting. And I was like, "Wow, are you switching churches now?" <laughs> and you're like, "For forget David's church, forget your husband. You should you should come over here to Laurelwood." But she was there for a, a meeting of Vacation Bible School. Yeah, she's going to be helping out and participating right which which i think was really cool i i tried to convince her to stay i'm like you should stay for the service yeah she should I think she's like be. no i'm gonna i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back to david I should send her there with a video camera to figure out you know what everything that you're doing yeah, you I can just totally rip it off for the next week. 
spy on I'd us. I'd never have to plan a worship service again. I could just do what you do a right. week later. Or you could just go to our blog and go to our, which, hey, hey. What, what a great plug. Yeah. If you want to know what we're doing week by week, uh, every Monday we blog about it on our on our uh, our blog spot, which is uh, worshipministrycatalyst.com. Yeah. And you can read our weekend reviews. And uh, if you are a worship pastor and you want to kind of get in uh, and see what other people are doing and join in on the action, there's this, uh, there's this worship pastor called Fred McKinnon. And he started kind of this blog carnival thing where worship pastors from all over the country kind of submit their uh, their Sunday set list, their, their weekend reviews. So you can, uh, you can take part in that, fredmckinnon.com. Or just find a link to it on our website, worshipministrycatalyst.com. And I'm going to throw something out. You know, if you're a worship pastor and you want to just kind of start in the whole blog thing, we will give you a membership to worshipministrycatalyst.com. A free membership. Where you can blog on our website on worshipministrycatalyst.com and uh, and just kind of get your feet wet and the whole thing. It's free, absolutely free. Yeah. And But you can, you know, you could start doing your own weekend reviews and... Stuff like that. So That's just cool. wanted to throw that out there. That's cool. I like it. See, and you know, th- the thing is, I'm I'm not a blogger. You know, I'm I'm not into like the you know the Facebook and the blogging and all the stuff that David's so good at. And I'm actually not a heavy blogger. Well, you're you're better than me, <laughs> yeah, which isn't saying much. Point is, if I can do it, anyone can do it. You know, if I can get on there once a week and kind of write out what we're doing. And, uh, it's really cool. To, you know, you get ideas from other worship pastors to go and yeah. and uh, oh well, they they use this scripture in between these two songs. I might do that exact same thing when, next time I do that song. I might you know use that scripture. I might use both of those songs or or Dude. they one of the I like to put links if we use a video that's you know mass produced like at worship uh, worshiphousemedia.com. I'll, I'll, I'll throw the link in there so if someone wants to go and use that video, it's easy for them to track down. And you know, just try to make it as as easy as possible to to gather a lot of ideas and to have ideas in, in our bank of ideas. <laughs> I, yeah, ideas I'm just, I am just and eloquent today. Yeah, with the you words. are. That's good. But um, not so much. Anyway, if... <laughs> But if you're looking, you know, if you, if you find in yourself in a struggle to come up with some ideas, with fresh ideas, this is a great place to start. Go to our website and uh, and check out what we've got. I'm sorry, I'm sniffing all the time. I I was listening to it and just getting really annoyed. But um, oh, that's funny. I don't start think anyone, on, see start the thing is now, now that you mention it, everyone's gonna be Every, yeah. everyone's gonna be counting it now. They're, yeah, but the people who already yeah, <laughs> we should have a sniff counter. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Like what we did with Young Word and <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you you know another. So I I uh, I was at this I was at this meeting where uh, the the speaker he had this um, what what is it he said he always said that's what it was in, in between in between his thoughts or ideas he'd always go okay you know like he'd always say okay which which isn't a big deal. But when you start saying it between every single phrase and every single thought, like after a while, I started noticing. I'm like, yeah. this guy says the word okay a lot. You know, he he would he would talk about how you know God God's grace is sufficient. Okay, and when you feel God's grace, okay, you need to understand <laughs> that God's grace is all that you need. Okay, 
<laughs> or like uh, like Charles Stanley, who would say, "Watch this." When he's talking, did you ever watch no. or listen to Charles Stanley on no. his TV show? So he would be preaching, <laughs> and when he wanted to emphasize something, he would say, "Now watch this what? <laughs> and read the scripture." How am I supposed to watch? Watch what? What huh? am I watching? But he he did that a lot. Which another thing that's really interesting about Charles Stanley is he has like thirteen points to every single message. I just happened to turn him wow. on the other night. He was on, you know, right before we were going to bed and. So I was watching him a little bit, and uh, and he was on point twelve, right? <laughs> He's at the end of his time. He said, "Well, I actually have a couple more points, but I'm going to wrap it up there. I don't want to get. I don't want to give you too much to chew on. <laughs> I, don't, for I, don't one week. You, I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you too much. Those for next week. I'm like, are you kidding me? Twelve is yeah. Twelve is the right amount for people yeah, to right, chew right. on. Right, <laughs> Because that you know after twelve, boy, you know that that <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's any more, you know, any more than 12. And I, yeah, I, it's a little too much. That's what <laughs> two a day. Like if you conquered two of them a day, you'd get through them all in a week. Speaking of points, um, Dr. Dan Lockwood, the president yeah. at Multnomah Bible College, which is where I went to school and David was there for a season. He was or at two. our church <laughs> a season or two. Uh, Dan Lockwood was at our church on Sunday Cool. and he was preaching and it was really cool having yeah. Like the old, uh, my old president. I mean, he's still the president, but you know, kind of. He's on Facebook. No kidding. Yes. Dan Lockwood. Yep. Gosh, everyone's on Facebook, yep. but me. Well, it's cool to get. He'll he'll do a little update every once in a while about you know what, what he's doing. Oh. He doesn't do it all the time, but I guess if he thinks it's important enough to share with his Facebook following, he puts <laughs> it on there. But, That's great. But hey. Uh, I have an idea of what, what we could talk about. Okay. This may be a little out there, and it may be actually impossible. I, I've been thinking about it, and I don't know how to achieve it. But I love movie scores. Mm. You know, Who's just, your favorite composer? I don't know. I really like Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. But I, I don't know. I, I, I liked for a while James Horner, but then, like... Everything started to sound the same. James Horner, what movies has he done? Uh, Titanic. Oh, and he he's done a lot. Um, hey, you I know like John Williams, of but, course, right? But right. he starts to sound similar to. He does, man. What movie was I watching? It was um, uh, John Williams did the music for Home Alone, and then there's some other movie used the exact same theme, yes, yeah. the exact same theme from Home Alone. I thought, are you kidding me? Hey, you know what movie Hans Zimmer did? Dark Knight. That and The Simpsons. Oh, did he? He did. He did the score for The Simpsons. But well, I was watching a I was watching a YouTube video of Hans Zimmer. I, I, if you just search for Hans Zimmer, uh, Dark Knight soundtrack or something, you could probably find it pretty quick. Maybe I'll put a link to it in the podcast. But he was talking about you know just some of the the stuff he was doing for the Dark Knight soundtrack and. Like he was using razor blades on guitar strings wow. to get certain sounds. I was like, wow. I mean, just so, just looking for a specific sound, so creative. And the theme for the Joker, it it isn't like a melody. It's this, it's two notes, and it's just like moving up, and they're constantly huh. conflicting with one another. It was just really cool. To and then he then he showed it with the cellist there and how they wow. did it and stuff like that. 
anyway so i've been i've been listening to a lot of soundtracks lately and i've been i've been writing you know music that doesn't really fit as worship music or even to write lyrics to so <laughs> maybe it would fit with a like a soundtrack theme a soundtrack. but um it really has gotten me thinking about our worship gatherings so when you go to a movie and you sit through a two-hour movie there's a lot of music right mm-hmm. in that movie through mm-hmm. the whole movie and there's there's one story that's being told a couple of stories there's a couple of storylines but they're all telling one story but the music plays such an important role through the entire movie right it's from beginning to end and it really has gotten me thinking about our worship experiences in terms of that experience. Um, right now, it's a very segregated experience mm. on our weekends. You know, we have we'll have a chunk of music, and almost every church. You know, if you go through the reviews, almost every church is like this. You'll go, th- you'll have a chunk of music, whether it's you know ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes. And then you'll have a chunk of speaking, and then you'll tie it up with you know something pretty at the end with music, right? But so we're forcing our people to segregate their experience to music and speaking. But what if our worship experience on a weekend was wasn't wasn't like that? What what if it was a movie composition? Yeah, which granted it would require a ton of work, and you could only probably do it a few times a year. But but what if you did what if you did, you know, create an experience that from beginning to end was more like being in a movie where, you know, there were certain times of of the message that that there was a theme. You know, if he was telling a story and, and there were different characters, what if what if the char- you know, each character had their theme and every time he, he came back to a certain character, we the band was ready to play you, their you played theme. the John the Baptist theme. Yeah. And then and then the Jesus theme or you know, or if he's talking about Moses and Aaron, then you had the Moses theme and Aaron. You know what I mean? It might sound ridiculous, but but if it was subtle enough but it could st- I think it could make a really a really that's this might sound crazy maybe it's just because I was a music theory and composition major for you know a few years back in Indiana Wesleyan but um when when I'm playing music for a prayer I try to think of myself in terms of of scoring that prayer hmm. so for like instance, what what you're playing is actually going to be enhancing or augmenting right. or so if i hear if i hear the pastor that's praying get really quiet i'll back way off yeah and just do something really light if i hear the pastor start to to dynamically increase you know go from a pianissimo to a mezzo forte i'll follow if i hear um if i hear him picking up in tempo what he's praying and what he's saying, then I'll start to add a little bit more in terms of what I'm playing. You know, I'll, I'll add, I might pick up my tempo a little bit. I'll start to certainly add more into what I'm doing and I'll hmm. play a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. And if he's, you know, Mike did this a lot. If he's full on praying like old school Bible <laughs> belt style, you know, then I, then I try to get close to where, you know, I don't want to overpower. <laughs> But I'll, but I'll just be there. And then you add the timpani, and then you add the boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. 
But so so I try and <laughs> I try and view myself as scoring the music for that prayer, right? Yeah. And um but it got me thinking, you know, what if our worship it, even if we can't do it through the sermon, but what if the first half was more like an experience instead of uh just a bunch of worship songs with a couple of verbal transitions. So so let me ask you, what would it look like? Uh, w- would it just be instrumental music? I mean, w- w- would there be worship songs incorporated? I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah, worship songs would definitely be a big part of it still. I mm-hmm. think worship music would be, I think we'd be foolish to throw that out. But but I think there could be other elements in there that that we could use to to create an experience and not just the typical sing four or five songs and be done. Mm-hmm. Um, which would take planning, you know. For instance, I think it would be cool to to incorporate some kind of interpretive dance if you have somebody that can really dance well mm-hmm. and and has tasteful can use taste in the dance you know you don't want them doing something inappropriate or wearing something inappropriate right if you have certain criteria that are met then it would be really cool to between a couple of songs to do an interpretive dance of maybe one of the songs or a psalm or a different scripture or the you know what the scripture that the that uh you're using for the for the sermon that day to, to give them enough time to create a, a good interpretive dance and then to do the music live that would that they would be using if that makes sense to dance to yeah or you know to use to incorporate some some visual art well in a live setting and not to just not to just hang it on the wall to but to incorporate it and I've seen a lot more churches doing this lately to incorporate it in some way not just like not to just have the guy painting but to to actually bring it out and set it up in in a way that is inspiring mm-hmm. as part of the worship well i uh um I was at the uh, CB Northwest conferences, and and there there is this fantastic painter who did kind of what you're saying. He actually he actually start you know started with a blank canvas and started painting an image, um, but by the time it was over, the the image was actually different. You know, he he started with like um, you know some some uh, some words like you know sin, death, destruction, and, and a picture of whatever you know mayhem or and by the time it was over he'd actually kind of morphed the image and he actually painted over those words you know with with things like redemption you know grace reconciliation and and so it it was which fit very well with what the guy was speaking on and so it was almost kind of like watching the artist was a journey in as much as as listening to the message yeah yeah, so that's a perfect example of kind of the thing that I'm thinking about. And and videos or classic art, you know, there are a lot of classic art pieces that are biblically based. Um, back, I don't know if you'll remember, but when I was leading worship for the chapel at Multnomah, we did this rewrite of And Can It Be? Hmm. And back in that time, we were using PowerPoint, but there was this big, long instrumental section that we did. And during that, we we timed out um, a bunch of classic pictures, paintings yeah. that have been done of Jesus, you know, through that through that long instrumental and just kind of timed it with the music and stuff that we were doing. And so, so doing something like that, where 
where it's not just you know when when you do an instrumental section to just throw a blank slide on the screen that's you know it's generally what we do right Mm -hmm. now if we're using a video loop for the background it'll just be the video loop playing through the instrumental but to to stop and think how could we use this you know this time to enhance people's worship and maybe that means throwing one verse of a scripture that relates to the song up during that instrumental or but to just just to stop thinking of just you know picking a few songs and just trying to get through the weekend and get those songs done to transform from that thinking to to creating an experience from beginning to end It'd be great if we could do it through the entire through the entire service which is what we tried to do it for our Easter weekend we broke the sermon up really into like eight sections yeah. and we split that up and divided it up through the whole there was only one section of talking that was 10 minutes everything else was shorter than that so so everything was like one idea followed by a song or song or a video mm-hmm. that's all we really broke into for easter was a song or vi- video that illustrated the point uh but for the most part it was it was just you know just moving it was all tied together in some shape or form and then uh, but it actually it, it was an entire experience that was connected instead of just this and that. Mm. So, so David, you, you're kind of talking, you're talking a lot of big ideas here, you oh, know, kind of, kind of some far, far out ideas, you know, ideas that, that might be very stretching, you know, for people listening, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, you know, how, how could I possibly do, you know, like a, a movie score for a, a sermon? How could I possibly incorporate some of these these ideas? Um, let me ask you, can you give maybe one or two very simple practical ways for someone to get started? Maybe someone who's never done this before, all they've ever done is, you know, a chunk of music, a chunk of speaking, and then, you know, a, a song at the end. Maybe that's all they've ever done. What would be your suggestion or your recommendation simple practical for someone to get started probably the simplest thing would be to in between a couple of songs uh take if it uh, to find a scripture that either relates well to the song you just sang or the song you're going to sing and and have that have someone prepare to read it well not just to read through it, but give them, you know, give them as much time you as you would someone who is working on a song to sing. Give them the same amount of time to prepare to read it and a good, you know, not to just rush through it, but to read it well. And then as a band or even just as as the worship leader, you know, whether you're playing piano or guitar, to play instrumentally underneath you know, from the song that the scripture relates to. So just be ready to play a verse and a chorus and, and just be ready to vamp underneath, underneath the scripture. And then uh, at some point transition, I, I would like to, you know, if I was doing it, I would like to transition in the middle of the scripture to the next song. So if it's just me, if it's just me playing, then I would play, you know, a certain amount of the former song of the former song and then get into do some kind of transition that's not going to be super obvious into the song we're getting ready to sing Mm. and then when they're done you're ready to go right into 
right into the next song instead of having an awkward transition. And so, so you just, you just kind of have this. So then you have what, you know, four minute, two minute, four minute, you have a 10 minute chunk of worship. That's really just under and an un, uninterrupted and flows for that entire time. So then it begins to feel more like experience. I think one of the things that, that really takes away from experiences is the interruptions. Mm. So we need to find ways that we can put the talking into what we're doing or move it in a, to a place that's not going to take away. See, now it's interesting. You, you uh, say that one of the big things, you know, this uh, church health team, we've been looking at inspiring worship service. How, how do we make the, service at Laurelwood Baptist Church, how do we make that service, um, you know, be be inspiring and moving and engaging? And one of the big things we talked about was interruptions. And the feedback we actually got was uh, even even things like prayers can be interruptions, you know, and w- which is w- weird to me, you know, because I, I would think of, me. <laughs> I, I would think of, you know, scripture or prayer or maybe some kind of like a, a praise report about what God's doing. You know, I like to think of that as all connected. But so what we started doing, we actually kind of went like the extreme way and started doing just a big, you know, block of, of music all all at once all in a chunk you know without anything in between but i mean i kind of like what you're saying though um i'm just saying it's interesting that the perception that sometimes people have is you know don't don't interrupt you know don't interrupt the flow and anything could potentially be an interruption so i don't know i mean you got to kind of weigh some of that out at at least that's what i've had to kind of wrestle with at laurelwood Well, let's uh, let's break here and maybe keep talking about this a little bit more. We can talk about flow a little bit flow. in our next episode. Got so it. So we're going to break here. You've been listening to the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. You can find us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can email us, david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And as always, you can join our social network, worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com. By the way, I have to make an apology, public apology. Somebody got on our network. Oh, yeah. And uh, and was inviting you to a non-worship appropriate site. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say that. Uh, that has we, changed. We, we do not endorse <laughs> Person is banned from our network. And... Um, and we were infiltrated and now uh, people have to be i have to approve everyone who wants to join the network there we go so so that will no so hope, yeah be hopefully we won't have that problem anymore so i i sincerely apologize for that luckily we caught it pretty quick yes. because because she had uh, she had posted a message on my wall and and it only been like couple hours since she had joined so we were able to nip it in the bud fairly quickly that will not happen again yes it will uh if if it does it will be someone who has to do a lot of lying and stuff to get in to say that they are part of whatever but so don't worry our site is safe (laughs) (laughs) so but you can join that worship ministry catalyst.ning.com and uh, we really appreciate you listening thanks for listening to this podcast we hope to talk to you again soon bye